So today on American Conversations, we have Camilo Riano, who lives in Westport, Connecticut, and he is not just a papa bear. He is a papa lion protecting not only his four children that go to school in Westport, Connecticut, but for all the children in the uh, Westport, Connecticut school system. Welcome to the show, Camilo. Thank you, Christine. Thank you. Well, listen, this is this is such a great story. And this is uh, one of the things we do in American Conversations is that we talk about the story behind the headlines. And the part of the headlines across America our parents are speaking up, parents are concerned about their parental rights, the indoctrination of their children inside the schools, and how it's affecting the family. So, Camilla, you've been doing you've been challenging, I guess is the right word, the the, the Board of Education now for uh, for over a year. You've attended every single one of their meetings. Uh, this was brought to your attention. Um, because of what your children were going through in school. First of all, let's talk a little bit about your children. You have four children. How old are they? Uh, I have an eight-year-old that is uh, finishing third grade. He will be in fourth grade in September. A daughter in kindergarten and two twins that just uh, finished today their uh, pre-K program, Aww. also in the Westport school system. So they're graduates already from, from their, their pre-K program. Yes, so, in September, I'm going to have all of them in uh, the same school, Sagatok Elementary School of the Westport System. So all four of them will be attending the same campus. So let's let's begin. You wrote a letter to the Board of Education and the superintendent last week because of what you saw and, and what you became informed about. Tell us about wh the, what happened last week, because last week, uh, President Biden signed an executive order and it's for the LGBTIQ plus community. And he is uh, instructing it to be part of our foreign policy. And he's instructed it to, it's basically, it's every, it's almost every executive branch mm -hmm. of the federal government. And then he's also put out there as a policy through our embassies overseas. So this is, you know, it's pride month. June is Pride Month. There have been parades throughout the country. But tell us what you learned what happened in your school with your little children. Uh, yes, I learned that over the past two weeks. Uh, first, my uh, kindergarten and my third grader had been uh, taken to a presentation of Mother Dance by a group uh, that uh, apparently is controversial um, to, to have this type of presentation at, at the kindergarten or third grade level. And they were taken to, without my consent, I didn't know. I found out two days later that this has happened. This had happened. Uh, on the other hand, uh, I also had the presentation of um, the principal of the school to open on Monday, the, the school day. Uh, they always have a video uh, to, to talk about what's going to happen in the day and the week. And she introduced uh, the planned celebrations of um, Pride Day. And uh, not only she talked about Pride Day and uh, the rainbow flag uh, in, in a very careful way, not to mention lesbians or gays or, uh, or the people who have created the symbols, but mm -hmm. um, uh, just presenting it as a, it is an exercise on inclusion, 
on uh, your identities and making sure that you're loved and uh, you feel feel good about your differences, um, trying to tone it down. But then follow her presentation with a musical video that was very disturbing. It was uh, a musical video of a uh, female, voluptuous female with a black beard and uh, crashing a party by uh, white people uh, from their dressing very like rich white people with other friends that were what I, I have always now I know that they are classifying as uh, peoples of color and, uh, and, and and lesbians and transgender I mean it is it is the LGBTIQ plus whatever you want to call this okay yeah but there was a, a gay couple uh, look Asian uh, a, a person that is extremely tall, one that's extremely uh, short, um, a woman that looked like maybe Latina. Uh, mm -hmm. But uh, the, the message was not only disturbing from uh, the point of view of the sexual content of, of the video, but also the subliminal messages in the video also that I now can identify easily as uh, critical race theory. So this is... Uh, to all the students in, in primary school of this school that has about 500 students, um, sending a message that uh, white people, rich people are kind of discriminated against the, the other people. And then in the other people, like everybody can be put there, you know, even, you know, even uh, Latin Americans who are white, black of all races and and different, uh, let's say, economic levels or status, they're all put into people of color or marginalized, historically marginalized people. And so I have been, I have been like learning all this uh, new lexicon. Right, uh, and, and and let's just let's just back up for a moment. You were you were born in Colombia. You're an American citizen. Um, your your father was an American citizen. You have four children that are American citizens. You came to school here in the United States at a very young age and went back to Columbia and then came back here to the United States to um, for school. And then you, be, you became a citizen here. Tell us, tell us what it's like for you to see this indoctrination that's being pushed on your children. Is this the, the reason why you came to America? Was for this, or is this is is what you're seeing in the terms of the indoctrination of your children is something that is 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 something that you find disturbing and un-American? Yeah, this is this is shocking because uh, I'm the first generation American. I I I'm an American by choice, mm -hmm. and I thought like very carefully and why I was uh, coming to the United States and why I wanted to be an American. Even though I, I, I had had an experience, a short experience when I was about the size, the, the age of my son, about mm -hmm. nine. Uh, but later on, uh, as, a, as a professional and as an adult, I, I thought very carefully where I wanted to live, what ideology was the ideology I, I shared. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and I, I decided that I was, I was already American. I, I, I felt very strong about freedom, about privacy. I felt uh, about democracy, capitalism, all these values that are American. And that's why I came to the United States to study. And I went through the whole process of the 
the green card, the well, first the, the student, you mm -hmm. know, after after your graduation, you have a year where you can work and then get a green card, get citizenship. And um, and then I I now have four kids that are American born in this country uh, that I expect uh, that they are being taught the same values that brought me here, especially mm -hmm. in public school. And so it's shocking that now uh, I I am I'm in the United States fighting for American values in a in a town like Westport, Connecticut. It's uh, it's really surprising because what I have found is uh, disturbing. Well, let you know when you and I did the pre-interview, you mentioned some things to me. Tell us about the apple chocolate. Tell the audience about the apple chocolate story because I've never heard of anything like this before in my life, and I and it just blew my mind. Yes, the the fight seems to be a fight that takes place every day in the smallest details. So. My kindergarten uh, kids, as an example, um, they I, I prepare their lunch every day, and uh, I, I think that something that is nutritious is uh, chocolate that gives them energy. Mm -hmm. But I I got uh, first I got uh, first my my son was complaining because the teacher will not let him eat the chocolate. So I said, what, what, why is this? Then I began getting uh, little messages. You know, like I'm very happy that, that the parents now have uh, apples in their lunches and we're seeing less uh, junk food. So I, of course, I complain. I said, well, the parents have the right to decide what, what the kids eat. This is like a basic <laughs> principle. <laughs> so uh, I want my, my son to, to eat chocolate. You are not the person to decide that chocolate is less uh, healthy than uh, maybe apples uh, full of insecticides. You know, I might, I might have uh, that approach. You do, she, she, the, the teacher doesn't know, and she doesn't have the authority. But, but one thing that is interesting is that uh, the uh, the people in the administration and the people who are promoting all these ideas believe that uh, we, the parents, uh, do not have these rights. They they believe that the professional educators, and they call themselves that, professional educators. Professional know, educators. Okay. They know better and that they can make this decision. So the decision of uh, eating chocolate or not for lunch or for or for a snack uh, seems like it's, it's not a big deal. But the same it's the principle, idea, but it's the same the principle. is later applied to changes in the curriculum or equity studies, as an example, where the, the parents are either not invited or, or they are dismissed or their opinions are dismissed because because the, the people at the Board of Education and the administration, they believe that uh, we do not have that right, that they are professional educators. They have their own special little committee of, of uh, teachers and advisors that uh, make these decisions. And then they impose these decisions on us, this regarding the fact that we pay the taxes that the schools are public schools and that we are the stakeholders, that this Board of Education is representing us. It's not that they want an election to promote a particular ideology and that they can run with it. They are there because they represent us. Uh, this is the American way of uh, this division of powers. This, this is, and I said in my letter, the Board of Education is there to set the policy and control the administration so that there are no abuses. The administration is the executive power, 
and the Board of Education is our representative elected uh, organization board that that has to to do that representing the parents. But but this is an American idea that is being either attacked or or is being lost. So when you have when when did you become aware of what was happening to your children in the school? Let's back up to when you know COVID hit. They shut down the schools. There's virtual uh, teaching, um, and 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 how how did you become aware of, about this? Yes, with uh, with the pandemic and their um, approach of having remote learning, I was uh, suddenly in the classroom, basically through the computer, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and uh, also I I was uh, getting uh, different messages and. And one of the things I got was a picture of my year, my son, who was a second year, uh, that had uh, he was he was presenting, uh, doing a little speech about his grandfather, who is a Korean veteran, and uh, behind him there was a flag, an American flag. But when I zoomed in the the, the picture, the American flag was uh, in a Times Magazine article, uh, denigrating the American flag and saying that it was a symbol of white supremacy. So I was. Uh, so this really, was in the this was in the background of the of, background, the, the big screen. They have a they have a big screen in the school. So that means all the second year students in that class were looking at this, and they now can read, and they could look and actually read what what uh, was in the introduction to the article. Of so they they were they were being indoctrinated to believe that the American flag was a bad symbol. Well, I complained, and of course, the the explanation was, "Oh, that was a mistake. I just like search, and that's what came up." But I just wanted the flag, not that. Mm-hmm. And uh, well, of course, you have to be also open to the possibility that these are mistakes. I mean, accidents. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But what I did was immediately I I went uh, into the Board of Education uh, website or, and and tried to find out what was going on. And I also got an email from the PTA saying that they were study, uh, beginning a equity study. And I had to very quickly like read on what was equity, what was the discussion, the philosophical discussion. I learned about uh, critical race theory I, and, and see what was happening. And also I did a lot of uh, reading on, on the company or the, not the organization because it's the, the New York University NYU that had been hired to do this equity study. So in the state of of Connecticut, in uh, in Westport, here in the Westport Mm -hmm. uh, system. Mm -hmm. And so I I decided to attend the meetings. There were some meetings and they were kind of secret uh, in a sense. They usually the Board of Education has uh, recordings of all the meetings. These ones, there were no recordings. There was no agenda. Uh, There were I, I I thought there was something fishy was it, about it. Was it open to the public, though? Could it was open to the public, but it was done uh, like at 8 a.m. in a weekday where mm. not all the parent, parents could, could attend. Sure. And uh, so I, I I managed to go and attend several of them, and I was, I was totally shocked. Uh, this is uh, like indoctrination. Uh, these are totally contrary to the American ideas of... Uh, being racially blind, of meritocracy, of uh, competition, uh, and 
and it was clear in the meetings also that they were controlling this that they they had like a, a committee that was pushing this they will at, at some points in the meeting they will say uh, be careful what you say because the, the like the parents are here some parents are here so, mm. so that's like a red flag you know if you're having a meeting in a, to to de define or decide things that have to do with the education of your kids you know like don't talk that don't say that because someone is listening to it is uh it's certainly a red flag i also had the opportunity to meet some of the members of the board who were actually being part of that that i thought it was a a conflict of interest and at one point i i told the the member of the board who is now the chairman of the board i said uh, well we are the parents we're the stakeholders you know why why we're not why are we not more involved in this and she said well i, I disagree i don't think you're the main stakeholders she was clear about that she was clear about so that. Was, in other words, they are the main stakeholders over the families and the children. So it's it's almost yes, like yes, they're, they're thinking that they they own these children. The children belong to them, basically, and uh, the state. Uh, th this is so so un American, you know, like uh, the the fact that they believe that the state controls the children and that the the ideology has to be uh, put into the children directly. And that the children should uh, not talk with the parents or tell the parents about it is uh, as an American as it gets, in my opinion. You know, when, when I think about this, and, and you did mention to me that, that you know you you've educated your children. If someone tells them, "Do not tell mommy and daddy," their children say to you, Camillo, "We will tell Papa." Okay. That is a very good thing. Every child should be told that for safety reasons, because there are people, there are bad people on this earth who do mark kids, target them and abuse them. Uh, and, you know, I, I think, I think for my generation to hear that children are being told today not to tell mommy and daddy things, that's just wrong. It's just wrong. It, I mean, it, it, it's it's not just that it's un-American. It's dangerous for any family. So, yes, so what? So tell us about the journey that you've had, because I mean, it's extraordinary. You're so committed to your children that you're going to. You've attended all the board of education meetings, um, you know, for the last year. I don't know how many you have in Westport, Connecticut. But you know, talk about those experiences because I think that, I mean you're you're a crusader for the protection of children, and God bless you for doing that. Thank you very much. It's, it's not just me, actually. Uh, the first thing I did was um, to find out uh, another person who had been sending in letters to the Board of Education and participating, and I, I found his uh, address because it's a it's compulsory to give your address when you talk. So mm -hmm. I actually went to his house and I said, "Look, I I read with you." What you wrote and i agree with you and uh, i thought i was alone in this town but uh, uh what can we do and he said well there's there's a meeting there are other parents who are also concerned there's a meeting so it was uh, i was invited to a meeting and and there were like three then five and then when more than a hundred parents as as we we moved uh, uh trying to to find out what was going on and complaining to the Board of Education. I, I decided to go to every meeting, and I, I think I went to all of them except the last two, but my, my wife is overseas. Uh, but I, I went to every meeting and I made my comments. 
And mm -hmm. uh, the, the emphasis of my comments is this, the, the litmus test is if you are doing something that is American or not. If we have, we have a strong ideology and strong principles, if you break those principles, I'll be really upset because uh, the American principles are the ethical values that we should pursue. And uh, if, if you start attacking uh, my principles, then uh, you have me furious, not only me, but, but many other parents. So we uh, got together. Uh, there was a, a website uh, created, WP06880. Which and is a zip code for Westport, Connecticut. It is a zip code for Westport, and uh, and uh, se several like essays and and sort of complaints were were published there, uh, trying to open a voice for uh, the parents who disagreed with this, and trying to to stay anonymous because uh, everybody was very afraid of the consequences of uh, of uh, speaking openly. Now I, um... which is again, again, in America, we speak. We should be able to speak openly. Yeah, we can't because the the few parents who uh, are brave to to go and speak in these meetings, uh, very very rapidly are accused of uh, uh, racist of being racist. They uh, are accused of um, of being, uh, you know, like strong dogmatic people and they're they're like normal parents with the kids concerned about their kids uh, many of them actually with uh, uh multicultural marriages that you cannot say is, is not is not the the pure anglo-saxon white people who are complaining uh, this is this is not good for for asians for latin americans for anybody this is totally against the ideas of of america and totally against uh, the, 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 re the reasons why we are here, why we, we mm -hmm. came and live here and, and the system we have. People so, come to America because there is multiculturalism. And, and if you take a look at America, it's, it's the, the original, they're from, I mean, my family's from Ireland, you mm -hmm. know, many generations, but they're from Ireland. And so th this is, people are missing the boat of, you know, when they try, when they try to say that this is, white people or oppressors no you know the brits weren't so kind to some irish centuries ago um but that doesn't mean that i'm angry at the queen of england yeah yes absolutely uh, absolutely we we found uh we found also that uh, it was not the equity study that that there was uh, almost like a a very clear attempt to indoctrinate our kids and uh, even though we opposed uh, the equity study and the, the idea of equity that is so anti-American, you mm -hmm. know, uh, let me let me tell you a little thing. My sure. son, my son came one day with a nice certificate saying that you are very good at math. And I said, oh, I'm very proud of you, Leopold. This is this is fantastic. I am very proud. And he said, uh, no, Papa, everybody got the same certificate. Everybody. Oh, so nobody understands. Nobody understands what so it's like to lose. It's, not, it's nothing to be proud of because it, it, there is equity. <laughs> Everybody, independently of of how they perform, they get the same rewards. That it's absolutely un-American. Uh, the uh, the 
the meetings with the teachers are absolutely frustrating because they have uh, they have uh, this discussion about uh, your son, but there is no point of comparison. You cannot compare with uh, other kids in in the system. You cannot compare nationally. They just said, "Oh, he's he's doing well. Doing well compared to what?" Uh, no, doing well means that uh, everybody is doing equally. So the mediocrity is, is incredible because because uh, if you're not understanding that each kid might have different abilities and different interests, and you're not promoting that education so that they they get the best out of their uh, abilities and and their effort. But you're just trying to hold the the ones who have certain ability and uh, trying to have equal outcomes that they call equity, equity of outcomes. Then what we have is a socialist nation. This is. Uh, Do they give the children grades in the West? No, no, they, they I, I, no grades, no grades. There's no, no grades. No everybody's numbers. everybody's equal. Um, I don't know because I, I I don't get to see the other ones, but. But what I get from my son is uh, he is uh, he's showing this attitude or this you know like he's showing that he can work with other other students. He's showing it, mm-hmm. or uh, or he's working on it. There's he's progressing on it. It's totally subjective, and there is no you know what you cannot what you cannot measure, you cannot manage. So if, if I cannot measure my my kids' performance, I cannot manage it. I don't know if they're behind, they're ahead. Uh, I don't know if they're good at math and not good at, at writing because there's no comparisons, there's no measurements. Uh, absolutely, you know, letters and the same letter for everything and maybe for, for everybody. So when you think about your education, you shared with me, you went to a Jesuit, Jesuit schools, okay? When, when you, and I know I went to Sacred Heart Convent and Jesuit University, and I know they, they would measure us. They wanted to make certain we were learning something. Oh, uh, yes, of course. Do you think that the children, that your this generation will be affected because they won't know what it's like to compete, they won't know what it's like to have the the, the quest for understanding. I mean, is it has a did you, have you seen any development issues in your children in terms of the the comparison between when you grew up and what they're going through now? Uh, yes, my my main concern, of course, is that. Um... And the teachers will hold back my my kids and not let them develop uh, to their potential. You know, we all have different potentials, and the idea is not to have everybody doing PhDs. The idea is mm-hmm. that the ones who have the potential can do PhDs, and the ones who have the potential to be great pianists do become right. great pianists. And and in a in a free market society of competition. That is what we get. That's why the United States is so great, because we can be in a society where we can be as good as, good as we can be. Uh, so, so yeah, I'm very concerned. And, and of course, I, I see in my kids um, a, a change in, in the motivation, in the motivation. So I, I began hearing from my, my kids, uh, I'm bored, I'm bored. 
and I'm bored. Mm. I'm really concerned. Why do you Absolutely. mean you're bored? I mean, right. you're in a in a in a system with incredible resources. You have libraries. You have uh, computers. You cannot be bored. <laughs> But mm -hmm. I'm bored means uh, um, I'm forced to I'm forced to I'm, I'm forced to behave or I, I'm forced to perform at a lower level of my capacity. That's how I translate that. So of course my my son is bored because I get the homework, third grade homework, and the homework is multiplication of digits like three times five, seven times eight, or it's like, excuse me, this is what you're learning. Uh, yeah, of course you're bored. I mean, if you're in third grade and you you're still doing like multiplication, not even tables, but but multiplication, mm -hmm. uh, simple elementor multiplication it's, it's terrible so it's so, not it's not, it's not really um what's the word i'm looking for it, it it's it's not it, it it's not challenging yeah it's unchallenging because they're afraid that that uh, one kid will be better than than the others that will wow. basically you're you're bringing everybody to the mediocre middle as opposed to uh developing each kid according to their abilities. And, you know, when my experience, my experience when I, I came here to the United States when I was nine and I went to a public school in Massachusetts was uh, totally, totally different, totally mm -hmm. different. It was, um, I, I was put in a, in a class called third grade, non-grade, where I was able to do kindergarten English because I had no idea of the language. Right. And I was able to continue with my fourth grade and fifth grade math. And uh, there was an, a, an interest in protecting that, as opposed to what I what I see in in the public schools now, or uh, that's my my experience with my kids, where uh, there is there is no interest in in pushing the kids farther. So I go to my to talk with my kindergarten teacher, and she says, "Oh, Madeline, Madeline is doing great." Uh, by the end of uh, the year, she will be able to count to 100. Oh my say, Lord. Excuse me, my, my three-year-old can count more than 100. So what is going to happen? You know, I'm, I'm just taking my, my son to kindergarten in September. He can already count to 1,000. So if the, if the objective is for wow. them to count to 100, uh, what is going to happen with my son? Are they going to to take all the kids who can count a little bit more and 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 make sure that they can count to 200 300 or are they going to declare that they are already matching this uh, mediocre level and stop teaching anything because they already know to count to 100 this is like my goodness my goodness that's scary that's scary when somebody says something like that because that means that either the teacher either the teacher or the school doesn't have the quest for 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 helping the child do the best that they possibly can. Yeah, and, and not all the teachers uh, like are are doing this on on purpose. Uh, there is a there is an effort that comes actually from from the Connecticut uh, the state legislature and and the education uh, political organizations that uh, force the teachers to adopt certain methods or certain ways of measuring the performance of the kids mm -hmm. and. The, the teachers in, in many cases are, uh, I call them hijacked. They're, they're trapped because they cannot uh, express that they're 
not in, in favor of doing this because they will be probably fired or ostracized. And uh, it, quietly, quietly, uh, they say, uh, I understand what you're saying, but I, I, I can't do anything because this is what I'm forced to do. This is the, this is the system. This, so, the teachers don't necessarily, so the teachers don't necessarily like it. The parents don't necessarily like it. The children are saying that they're bored. And this is a system that doesn't work. So I, I know I know that uh, you've, you've got a conflict and, and so you've got to go. But I, before we wrap this up, let me just ask you, what do you hope to accomplish now that they showed this LGBTIQ plus video to your kindergartners and to your third grade? And this was this was not an assembly. This was in everybody's classroom in this school. What do you now that you filed this letter with the with the um, superintendent and the board and you've made it public and you've made the link you've shown you're showing us because we have it on our on our network, you know, the um, the video, which was pretty shocking. I mean, it's ghoulish uh, to show to children. What do you hope to accomplish with this? Well, I, I want the Board of Education to know that the parents were concerned and that you can just not you cannot just forget about it. We mm -hmm. these are our kids and our education, and we're willing to fight for our kids and for our American values too. Uh, also, I, I want to get um, to the other parents of Westport because many parents don't know this is happening. It, it took me three days to find out that this video was uh, had been shown to my kids. So I want uh, the parents of Westport and, and the parents of the United States because apparently this is not just Westport. That's Westport uh, seems to be like an example that they want to uh, to create, you know, like uh, affluent, uh, ninety five percent white. Uh, if they can transform and and destroy the minds of uh, the kids of Westport, <laughs> that would be like their their ultimate accomplishment. But I I want I want people to know that uh, we parents are concerned. We still believe that our kids are our kids and that. I, the, I am the one educating my kids, not the school system, and uh, that we are willing to fight uh, to, to come out. They always criticize us because uh, many parents uh, are anonymous, uh, but uh, I'm willing to, to show my face, put my name, give you my address, uh, because this is uh, life or death for, for my kids and for the country. Camilo, God bless you for what you're doing. I, I, I hope that, you know, this is this is distributed wide and then people understand. But we have posted the letter. We're posted the video. It is shocking. Um, when I first spoke to you, I didn't quite understand the situation. But when I read the letter, it's a fantastic letter. The video, the teacher, whoever decided to put that up there, the principal, whoever does that should be ashamed of themselves because that is not what you put before children who are in kindergarten, first, second, third grade. Do they have a fourth grade at that school? Or is that is fourth grade in another building? No, fourth and fifth. Fourth and fifth. So this is from fifth kindergarten fifth. To, to fifth grade that these kids yeah. saw this video. All, our, all right. All our well, you will, hopefully you will be waking up and shaking up Westport and some other school district. And please, you're always welcome to come back. Appreciate Thank you. Thank you, Christine. Thank you very much for having me. Thank you. We'll continue this conversation, okay? And 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 yes. and hopefully the superintendent of uh, Westport's school system 
will wake up and get a hold of this and and realize that this is not this is not doing it's not good for children it's not good for the families i hope so thank you thank you thank you